Hi, welcome, and thanks for joining us for another episode of CSO: What You Need to Know. You're listening to our next episode of the Cherokee Sheriff's Office podcast, where we talk about all things you may want to know about our organization. My name is Patty Pan in the Office of Community Affairs, and I'll be your host today. This week's episode focuses on our Special Operations Division, or as we call it, Spec Ops. We're joined by Captain Pete Turcott. Hello, and thanks for being with us. Thank you, Patty. Captain Turcott, can you tell us a little bit about your career and how you came to be in charge of special operations? Sure. So I started my career here with the Sheriff's Office in 1999, as most of us do. Uh, we started out. I started out in the uh, Adult det- Detention Center, spent a couple years there, moved out to the uh, Uniform Patrol. Uh, then I went to a special unit we called um, VCU, or Violent Crime Unit, spent uh, almost five years there in investigations. Um, then I came back out to the road, um, worked in Uniform Patrol a little bit. I went to uh, special operations in the uh, traffic enforcement unit um, and then uh, went to uh, our narcotics investigation unit for a few years and then I came back where I made uh, lieutenant and went back to um, the traffic enforcement unit and then I was promoted to captain um, over the special operations unit or spec ops. Now, how many units actually fall under spec ops, and what are their basic responsibilities? So special operations has three uh, full-time units, and those are the warrant and civil unit. Those are the guys that, uh, you know, serve arrest warrants throughout the county for um, criminal charges, and they also deliver uh, civil notices or civil um, papers to people throughout the community, whether it be for civil actions or uh, uh, temporary protection orders. those type of documents. And then we have the traffic enforcement unit, which is another one of the full-time units. Um, obviously, it's, it's in the name. They uh, enforce all the traffic enforcement laws here in Cherokee County. That's their primary focus, at least. And they also work um, serious injury and fatality accidents in, in the county. Um, so they have, um, there's 11 um, men in um, the traffic unit right now. And then third, you have the canine unit, where we have seven uh, canines and seven canine handlers. Um, and there's a combination between um, explosive detection, um, patrol, and narcotics detection dogs that are in the unit. So I'm sorry, did you say how many canines do we have? Seven. And is that the, the ideal number, or do we want more? Do we... We can always use more. Uh, the more we have, the more coverage we can give, the more uh, shifts we can cover throughout the county, and the more assistance we can give to Uniform Patrol. Because most of the units that are in special operations actually perform a support role to Uniform Patrol. We're all in field ops, but the special operations unit has people who specialize, obviously, the traffic unit, the canine unit, and the warrant guys. They specialize in specific areas, but we all provide assistance to field operations when they need it. And I think you touched on this a little bit. The canines, they all have specific duties and specific areas that they're, that's what they focus on. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure, they do. For a good example, um, a single-purpose dog like we have, uh, Maggie, uh, she's our bloodhound that is uh, handled by um, Deputy Curry. She is a, a single-purpose dog. She is a tracking dog. So if we have a missing person um, or somebody who runs off from criminal charges, we can track uh, those individuals with Maggie. Um, and then you have other dogs that um, are patrol dogs and are narcotics detection dogs. The patrol dogs are the ones that you would normally think of when you're watching TV or something like that. They're the ones that I can actually track and uh, bite. Um, or apprehend um, criminals. And at the same time, they're cross-trained in narcotics detection. And every so often you hear something called a strike team. What is that and who consists of that team? Okay, so the strike team is comprised of many um, different agencies here within the county. It's not just the sheriff's office. So you have members from 911, 
um, our 911 center, the emergency operations center as well. And then there's several officers from our city agencies uh, that participate in that team. Um, those, uh, the team operates off of a couple different platforms. We have two um, command, command trucks that we use, command, command one and command two. And basically those are used um, in command post type operations. So basically these guys are like the um, coordinators of a serious event. So anytime we have a serious event here in Cherokee County or surrounding counties, because you know we also help out um, the state. Um, so if we have a critical incident anywhere in the state, they can respond to that. And what they do is they provide communications um, to help the different agencies communicate together. Um, they provide um, a, a warm and dry place to sit um, in the command trucks, of course. Um, and they can also provide, you know, some manpower. Um, and usually this is like when you see, um, like on the newscasts, you'll see the big trucks out there. They got the booms and stuff on it. That's usually our strike team that are out there performing those duties. Basically, they're, they're also in a support role, basically for command staff or whoever the incident commander is um, of the critical incident. So they respond out there and provide support with specialized equipment. Now, I think I've been in one of your command trucks before. I think one of the uh, deputies showed me you have a drone, don't you, as part of your command mobile? Yes, one of our deputies who's actually assigned to the Warren Civil Unit staff, um, we actually have, um, some, like I said before, specialized equipment in the, in the truck. One of them's a touch screen, and he can actually fly the drone and uh, send back the image from what the drone is seeing. Uh, to the touch board or the smart board in the command post, which helps give, you know, incident commanders a uh, bird's eye view of the incident and what's going on. And how many people usually on a strike team and how many strike teams does the sheriff's office have? Well, it's only one strike team. They have a, they have a bunch of people that are on call and they, of course, pull from whoever is available at that time. Normally, you'll have somebody from 911 center, depending, depending on the situation. You'll have at least, you know, somebody from the 911 center because they help communicate back to the 911 center to keep um, everybody updated there um, and then you'll have a couple deputies that um, actually drive the trucks to the incident scene uh, provide security at the scene they also will keep logs um, to keep track of the incident as it goes um, and then if it's like a uh, natural disaster we can also have people from the emergency operations center there who are providing communications back to all of our resources that we can use throughout the county whether it be that they you know, need a dump truck or if they need you know, some sort of resource, we have that person or that representative on scene with the strike team that can call back to the EOC and say, hey, this is what the commander on the scene needs, and um, they can get that equipment for us. Now, not every agency has a command mobile, is that correct? Correct. We, we assist all the cities within the county and throughout the state if they need it. Um, it's uh, under the mutual aid agreement. And earlier you had mentioned about the warrant unit, and you talked a little bit about that. I'm curious, what does the warrant unit do, if you don't mind? just So they are primarily charged here in the county with serving civil papers. Um, anytime that somebody goes to court or anybody, anytime somebody gets a subpoena for a court here in Cherokee County, um, we go and serve that person with a subpoena. Um, also, if somebody... Um, uh, takes out a temporary protection order on an individual and the judge signs it and grants that temporary protection order it immediately comes back to the warrant and civil unit to go and serve because until that person is actually served with it and documented um, it doesn't take effect um, so that's part of the responsibility of the warrant and the civil unit now also we have um, deputy holt um, who is a one of our mental health specialists here um, he is um, actually working on a new grant uh, called the path grant that is going to allow us um, more assistance when it comes to people who are in crisis. Um, and we work very closely with um, Highland Rivers, um, 
who provide those services in 1013s because that is actually another aspect of the warrant and civil unit. Anytime um, somebody has or is in a crisis and has 1013 paperwork, that's another one of the duties of our warrant and civil unit is actually go out and make contact with them and get them to um, the receiving facility where they can get treatment and help. What is a 1013? So a 1013 here in the state of Georgia is involuntary committal of, a, of an individual, and that can be either for mental health um, reasons or it can also be for substance abuse. And sometimes in a medical setting, it can be for people who aren't able to make um, sound judgments on their personal care. Um, so when a judge signs a 1013 here in the county, um, we go and pick up those individuals and take them to a facility where they can receive the treatment they, that they need. And there are other counties that are doing that already. Absolutely. So we are trying to follow in the footsteps of Cobb County, who has uh, a couple different PATH teams already. Um, and I think that it will provide a great resource to the citizens of Cherokee County. Because not only, you know, the big, the big issue here is being able to provide these individuals with the services that they need to keep them in the community. We don't want to take them and put them into, you know, let's say a receiving facility at Northside Cherokee Hospital. Northside Cherokee Hospital is an emergency receiving facility for people with emergency needs. Okay, they aren't not they aren't a mental health specialty unit. Um, so just like somebody that has a trauma, you know, they go to Northside Cherokee. They're not set up to handle trauma, so within the hour they want to get that person to the next level of care. Mental health, unfortunately, um, the way the system right now is running the state of Georgia, it can take upwards of days to get somebody placed into a proper mental health facility. Um, so with this PATH team and with specialized officers who are paired with um, clinical psychologists, they can actually reach out to these various um, receiving facilities that can actually provide the service, um, whether it be like Highland Rivers or um, Cobb, Douglas, crisis centers, and they can get them directly to those counselors where they can receive that um, that help that they need uh, versus going and sitting in Northside Cherokee in a hospital room for days waiting for to be placed in one of these facilities. Now also a lot of times they'll be able to since they have since it's a team of a police officer and a um, clinical psychologist they can provide resources and keep that person at home um, and avoid, you know, help them with their crisis and keep them in the community rather than having to send them to a facility and give them some resources, kind of like the Georgia Crisis Line that we use on a daily basis. Sounds like that's going to be a great service for this community. Absolutely. Uh, earlier you had talked about warrants. It sounds like serving warrants, I mean, is that a full-time job? How many warrants are we talking about on a daily basis? Or being I, served? I, I couldn't even put a number on how many warrants we serve. I mean, on a weekly basis we serve... Um, probably we well I should say we attempt to serve you know probably hundreds a month attempt to serve and out of those you know we can range up to between 30 and 50 people that we actually um, take into custody on a monthly period and that's just with the men and women that are in the warrant unit not necessarily the guys that are out there in field operations the traffic unit the canine unit um, and uniform patrol that actually also affect those arrests on the warrants. When I think about serving warrants I think uh, it could be dangerous it could be a dangerous job. Well, our job um, in general is inherently dangerous. Um, unfortunately, um, most of the time you don't know what you're getting into. Um, half of the time, these are individuals that that officer has first come in contact with. Luckily, you know, we do have some resources out there, um, prior information that are listed on the warrants that give us kind of little indicators of what to look for as far as past weapons offenses or past obstruction charges and stuff like that. But we always assume, you know, the worst and expect the best. And that's another reason why we have... Um, 
these men and women in the warrant unit, all of them are CIT trained, crisis intervention team trained, and also we have um, Deputy Holt who specializes and helps us out a lot when it comes to people who are in mental health type crisis. Now, hostage negotiations, does that also fall under your division? So it, it does generally fall under special operations division, and that's one of the part-time units that I have. So the part-time units that we have in special operations is hostage negotiation team. You have the reserve and auxiliary unit who have reserve officers, basically part-time police officers or deputy sheriffs that work for the sheriff's office. Um, and you also have um, the motor unit who also falls under the special operations division. Um, and most recently, you know, they performed uh, a funeral escort with many surrounding agencies for the two Fallen Cobb County deputies. How many people are on your hostage negotiations team? So our hostage negotiation team has um, several um, men and women assigned to it, and the majority of them are uh, Cherokee County deputies. But we also have, it's another multi-agency team. We have members from uh, Pickens County, um, the city of Woodstock, and Canton are all on the hostage negotiation team. And obviously, they'd get specific training for that. Is Absolutely, that, yeah. yeah. So they go through specialized training um, on how to, you know, talk to people, once again, unfortunately, that are in crisis. Um, and you would think that, you know, it, it's in their name, hostage negotiators. But very rarely do we actually have a true hostage situation. Most of the time, it is just us trying to get a person to surrender peacefully um, without any injuries or on either half, either the deputy's half or the individual's half, uh, to get them to come out peacefully and take them into custody. You also spoke about your motor unit. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. We have 10 full-time motor uh, officers. Um, They perform, you know, various tasks throughout the year. They will quite often participate in the traffic enforcement uh, details. Um, Every holiday we have a traffic enforcement detail where we go out there and focus on keeping, you know, the the motoring public safe during that that holiday. Um, And they also perform, like yesterday, funeral escorts. Also, I've heard of something called the reserve unit. What is that? Yeah, so the reserve and the auxiliary unit, um, they are basically um, part-time deputy sheriffs here at the sheriff's office. There are a few of them that actually are paid as part-time officers. And once again, like I've talked several times, that special operations provides assistance to just about everybody else in the agency. They fill in where there's vacancies in the field. Um, so one person, for instance, is uh, Deputy Rubio. He's one of our reserve officers, and he fills in on a regular basis Um, in uniform patrol at various precincts when a deputy is either out sick or on vacation or in training and they go and help fill in those vacancies so that we can keep up our manpower to to provide the service to the citizens of Cherokee County. So in addition to uh, Deputy Rubio who fills in all the time, Captain Amoson is um, the captain over the reserve and auxiliary unit. I mean you figure he works a full-time job, owns a company, a corporation, and, and he also finds the time you know to give back to the community through the reserve and auxiliary program and he is the you know the commander over those unit or over that unit. Um, but also you have you know some other deputies like uh, Deputy Halstead um, who not only is in the reserve unit but he's also a member of the motor unit. Um, so he has, you know, and he also fills in just like Debbie Rubio does on a, on a regular basis in uniform patrol. All of our reserves and auxiliary, we have some auxiliary guys that work here in the jail that provide, you know, additional um, support to the jail when they're short as well. So the reserve unit fills in a lot of the gaps uh, when we need it. So they're, uh, 
they're a great asset to the agency. So, of course, I've been referring to deputy, um, the deputies in the reserve unit, Deputy Rubio and uh, Deputy Halstead. Um, however, when they're in the reserve unit in their small chain, um, uh, Sergeant Rub or Rubio is actually a sergeant in the reserve unit, and Halstead is, actually holds the um, uh, rank of lieutenant in the reserve unit. And that's um, how they have that rank structured in the reserves. So they have a different ranking in the reserves versus here at the sheriff's office. Correct. It doesn't, it doesn't affect anything. Um, just when they come and fill in or ride the motors, you know, they fall in line with everybody else. So they're, they're basically a member of the, t of the regular team when they're here working. But to keep uniformity and to help organize things through the reserve unit, um, they have a rank structure so that everybody knows, you know, who to report to and they have different responsibilities. Like when they do the uh, Christmas Joy, um, you know, they have individual responsibilities. They also have, you know, the, the secretary and they have a, um, an accountant um, that are all members of the reserve unit and that just helps them keep everything organized um, and another one of the uh, primary functions of the reserve and auxiliary unit are one of the key functions um, every year they do a Christmas joy program um, and you've seen this you see this every year around Christmas time it's called shop with a cop well the reserve unit and the auxiliary unit um, they're the ones that organize the whole event. They collect funds for the event, they get sponsors for the event, and then they organize it and they set up um, all the schedules for all the deputies to show up at the various locations around the county. And they also identify the children um, who participate in the programs um, and invite them to come shop with the cop. Uh, they also um, provide um, food and uh, other little essentials for the elderly people around the county too. So not only are we identifying the young in the county, but you know the elderly in the county that you know need a little extra boost around the holiday times. They provide them with you know a, a big bag of food and usually some blankets. And every once in a while they they'll even have special requests that you know the reserve unit has found through the families that the old the elderly like, and they'll bring those little knickknacks to them as well. How many people are you overseeing in Spanish? Last time I checked, I believe there's there's about 31 full-time positions in special operations, but then when you look at all the part-time units, um, it's it's over 100 people. Wow, how are you able to do that in all these different divisions with so many people? With lots of help. So I have several um, supervisors that are under uh, my command. Uh, lieutenant Brookshire is the one lieutenant that I have now in special operations, and he is basically the to, to go-to guy when it comes to traffic enforcement stuff. He's very intelligent and very good when it comes to crash investigation um, and reconstruction. Um, but he also helps me out with the K-9 and um, the warrant unit when they need something at, in my uh, stead when I'm out, um, he can fill in for me. Um, but then we have uh, Sergeant Bryant who's on our K-9 unit. Uh, he is the supervisor of the K-9s and he supervises them. Uh, we have Sergeant Voss who is over the warrant and civil unit. And then we have um, Sergeant Adam Smith, who is over the uh, traffic enforcement unit. So I have several uh, supervisors, and luckily, when you get to special operations, you've you've probably been around the sheriff's office for quite some time, and you are expected to be able to perform, you know, pretty much on your own. Um, so most of my guys need very little supervision once they reach that position because that's one of our requirements is to have good head on your shoulders and be specialized in in whatever it is that whatever unit it is that you're participating in which unit keeps you the busiest yeah, the traffic enforcement unit for sure yeah the traffic enforcement unit i'm sure keeps me the busiest um and unfortunately it's because we have so many um traffic crashes here in the county and um, they are also charging of course with doing duis dui enforcement what is the biggest challenge of your job 
so I think one of the biggest challenges is is since I do have several specialized units under me, and don't get me wrong, uh, the SWAT unit does fall under special operations, but they have their own chain of command. Um, you know, they they work solely independently of special operations. Um, hostage negotiation team, they have their own chain of command. And, you know, when they are called to go with the SWAT team or the SWAT team is called, they operate independently under their specific chain of command. Um, however, the warrant unit, traffic unit, canine unit, the motor unit, anytime they're doing anything, um, you know, that's something I have to keep in the back of my mind. So there's a lot of people to keep track of. Um, I constantly get, you know, requests for special details like this, this weekend, uh, this on Saturday, we have a touch of truck in, in Canton, um, or at veteran park and there'll be several, I mean, the, the Bearcat will be there. The strike team will be there with their trucks. Uh, the canine unit representatives, the traffic motor units or the traffic units, the motor unit, all the, all the guys that are in my units, um, will be participating in the touch of truck this weekend. So it's always something going on. And it, it sounds like your guys aren't just doing their job. They are also doing a lot of community events because a lot of the units that fall under you, I mean, the community love and loves and adores, right? They want to see these guys out. Absolutely. Uh, for instance, you know, uh, National Night Out Against Crime in, in, in the city of Woodstock, every year we participate in that. We've, we participate, I don't, we probably have three or four touch of trucks a year now. Um, several other, we, we provide, uh, the traffic enforcement unit uh, provides what I like to call seminars at high schools, um, you know, to focus on safe driving. Um, and then of course the, the warrant guys are frequently called upon to, you know, go find offenders who, you know, either criminal investigation division have identified and taken warrants on that need to be taken into custody. Um, so they're, my guys are constantly busy. They don't have a dull moment. And not to mention the, um, you know, the road races that we have here in the chair in, in the county, we have, um, Rides to Remember that comes to the county every year. Uh, the canine guys are constantly being called to individual um, schools um, and daycares to do demonstrations. That's one of their, one of the favorite things for the kids, especially the younger ones. They love to see the dogs, so they're constantly doing demonstrations there. Um, and then, especially for the the detection, the um, explosive detection dogs, you know, they they are constantly called to surrounding agencies to assist in you know sweeps too when there's any special special events there. Now, I know I asked you about the most challenging aspect of your job. What has been the most rewarding aspect of your job? So the most re rewarding part is being able to work with the men and women that are assigned to special operations. You know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. And when I said before that most of these uh, deputies, you know, they, don't, they need very little supervision and they're very good at what they do or they wouldn't be in the position. So um, I'm thankful and I'm very, uh, it's very rewarding to have those people under my command. And I know that when I have a special detail come up, no matter what it is, whether it's going to, you know, hunting down a fugitive, I can call on, you know, the traffic enforcement unit, the canine unit, and the warrant unit all at once, which is like a force multiplier for me. I've got all those people that I can pull from and go find this person. Or when we have, you know, a, a dementia patient that has gone missing, I've got three different units that I can pull from that are most of the time working, um, you know, Monday through Friday and evening shifts, especially the traffic and the canine, canine guys. Anytime any, you know, any serious or critical events like that happen. I've got a lot of people I can pull from. It's amazing. Amazing. All that your deputies do outside of their jobs. Correct. Yep. They are really ingrained in this community. It's wonderful. Uh, sir, is there anything else I didn't ask you that you want to talk about special operations I and mean, anything that you want the public to know? The special operations division, you know, is just a very small part of a huge team here in Cherokee County. And all of us have um, jobs to do to help protect the community. 
um, and to bring um, the best service possible to our citizens. Um, and the special operations is just a very small part of that. I've learned from this that it's a division that has a lot of responsibilities and your guys, not only do they do their own jobs, they also are a huge part of this community and obviously give back to this community. Uh, Captain Turcott, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day today to talk with us. Uh, I hope the segment has been informative to all of our listeners. I know it has been for me. We know how valuable everyone's time is these days, so we thank you for spending your time with us today. Till next time, have a great day and be safe.